Baseball. You are tuned into episode 85. Today we have some interesting NFL news, including another quarterback being traded, as well as our top quarterback prospects that we're going to talk about here coming up for the draft. So this is going to be a quarterback-heavy episode. It's all going to be uh, QB-focused, and we're excited to dive into it. But before we do that, I want to introduce my co-hosts, Casey Sully and Matthew Durgan, as per usual. How you guys doing? Doing well. The Packers still have done absolutely nothing, so I have no opinions really one way or the other. Um, as far as the offseason so far, I guess the, the Aaron Jones is the big excitement, but, um, you know, status quo in, in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers hosted Jeopardy, so that's, you know, pretty exciting. I saw that. He exciting. wasn't bad. I watched it. He wasn't bad. Yeah. Did you see the guy's question who decided to, <laughs> who I did. Decided to kick the field goal? I did. Yeah. It's a question we've all wondered, so he just put it out into the to the ether. I mean, Rodgers should definitely keep his day job as quarterback, but I watched that Jeopardy episode, and he wasn't bad. He's a lot better than I thought. He has no personality at all, but, like, he's not an idiot. Like, he's a smart guy. So. He's a very smart guy. Very dry, dry sense yes. of humor kind of guy, yes. too. Yes. Yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, it's probably not that he doesn't have a personality, but, trend, like, transferring that personality to being in front of Jeopardy, a television yeah. camera Jeopardy, on, a t- on a game show that you may not be the most familiar with hosting that's a whole, whole nother thing, a whole nother skill set. So, um, but yeah, I saw the episode too. Um, funny, funny guy, funny guy for sure. Let's uh, let's talk about some NFL news here, though. We we have news that Larry Fitzgerald is most likely going to retire. We're going to hold off on that until we have confirmation. It's it's unconfirmed, but executives believe that that will happen. So once it does officially, we'll we'll give you our thoughts on him and his career. Um, but officially, Sam Darnold traded to the Panthers. The Jets received a sixth rounder this year, as well as a second and a fourth in 2022. What do we think of this trade for both sides here and, and for Sam Darnold? Love, love, love this trade for both teams. Uh, the Jets were done with Darnold, and they still get three picks back from him. Uh, everyone knew that they were going to go quarterback at two, so Darnold's value probably wasn't as high as it could have been. Uh, so they, they traded him like during the season, for example. Uh, and the Panthers are getting a young quarterback. He's 24 to start next season. He's a whole year younger than Joe Burrow. So that shows how young he was when he was drafted a few years ago. And he has the talent. He was just never given the opportunity. Uh, yes, I'm probably the guy who's most high on Sam Darnold, maybe in the whole world besides his parents. But I think he can still be a really good quarterback. Uh, look at what they have in Carolina. McCaffrey, Moore, Anderson are all really good players. And they also signed two pretty good options, David Moore from the Seahawks, Dan Arnold at the tight end for the Cardinals last year. They're both good pass catchers. If they pick up Kyle Pitts at pick eight, I don't know if he'll be there, but if they do, they'll have a top 10 offense. That's my hot take. That offense with Joe Brady is predicated on getting the ball out early into your playmakers. Casey, you can break that down more if you want. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Sam Darnold's going to be really good. And if he fails this year, then... That's it for him. I mean, this is kind of his last chance. Teddy Bridgewater, I would assume, would get traded. But uh, Sam Darnold, I think, is going to be really good in uh, Carolina. Also, that division. That division has Drew Brees gone. Tom Brady, yeah, they're dominating now, but how much longer can he play for? And Matt Ryan, he's also getting old. So there's a good chance that Sam Darnold, if he performs well, can be that long-term face of the franchise, the face of the division uh, for years to come. Yeah, it feels a little bit um, weird. If I'm if I'm the Panthers, it's it's sort of odd timing for me. I feel like 
Um, just in terms of you're going to have to exercise Sam Darnold's fifth-year option. So that gives you two years of Sam Darnold. Um, and you're already drafting relatively high in the draft. So if all things go well, uh, you won't have an, uh, an eighth overall selection again anytime soon. Um, and it seems like the formula has been for the last few years uh, that you get a quarterback on their rookie contract and you load up with talent and you go make a push for the Super Bowl. And the the Panthers are kind of not doing that because you're getting a guy at the end of his rookie contract while you still need to, to fill in some pieces um, to, to make that team more complete, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so to me, I, I would rather draft a quarterback than take a quarterback that has while he was in a shitty situation has really not elevated the performance of himself or those around him in new york um i mean he he's really kind of struggled and in clean pockets last year there were only two quarterbacks that were worse than he was and that was alex smith your favorite quarterback comeback player of the year and dwayne haskins so even when sam darnold has clean pockets he's struggling does he have talent sure uh, has that translated to the NFL? Not a ton. Um, so, I, I mean, good for the Jets. They're they're sort of loading up and rebuilding in a, in a similar way to Miami. Uh, they just, you know, Mackay Becton, watch out, bud, because the the Dolphins traded away Laramie Tunsil and got a, a bunch of picks, and now the the Jets are sort of on that same formula. Got rid of their their quarterback, and the, the Dolphins got rid of Tannehill. Uh, now the Jets are getting rid of. Sam Darnold, but the Jets now have two two ones and two twos in the next two drafts. They they have some capital there. They've turned Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold into a you know a, a number of picks here that are going to help them rebuild. And uh, you know I I think we've seen with Jamal Adams that a safety is not worth two first round picks really, no matter how good they are for your team. And he struggled a little bit with Seattle, but. Um, defense is just so variable from year to year and to, to, to turn that guy into two first and then get some recoup on Sam Darnold, who's really just kind of a, a sunk cost at this point, um, you know, is, is good, good, good GMsmanship by Joe Douglas. So props to him. GMsmanship. Yeah, you like heard it here first. Hey, We're making words on the weekly spiral. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do, baby. Um, so, you know, uh, good job for the Jets. You know, I, I would they have done that if they didn't have the number two overall pick? Probably not. Um, but they got a little bit of a return, and uh, you, you have to imagine it's Wilson or Fields there at number two for them, and they must feel pretty confident to be able to uh, send Darnold off for, you know, a second and a fourth and sixth. Yeah, totally agree. Joe Douglas, wheeling and dealing. I think this is a phenomenal move. In my opinion, the Jets are the winner of this trade. The fact that you can get a second-round pick for a quarterback who <laughs> – I understand he's been in a bad situation, but let's not forget, if this if this guy was good, would he have finished 33rd out of 33 in quarterback rating last season? Probably not, no matter how bad of a situation you're in. Sam Darnold, in my opinion, I know you're the, the president of the Sam Darnold fanboy club, Durgan, but I don't think he has it. Like, is he potentially his ceiling an average NFL starting quarterback? Maybe. But is he the elite quarterback that, you know, was picked top 10 that people thought he would be? At this point, I don't think so. I, you know... What we've seen from him on the Jets is flashes, but nothing inspiring, in my opinion, that would make me as a Carolina Panthers GM go out and trade a second round pick, three picks, really, but mainly that second round pick for a quarterback who is in a position where the Jets didn't really have any leverage. 
I mean, this guy, you're talking about in the conversation for the worst quarterback in the league on the worst team in the league. So in my opinion, I think the Panthers gave up a little too much. I probably wouldn't have done that. It's It seems like um, he is going to be the starter moving forward. Teddy Bridgewater, based on some sources, is either going to restructure or be traded. So um, they they clearly believe in Sam Darnold a little more than a lot of other other teams do. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs. This is going to be his one and only shot, in my opinion, now that he has some weapons, Christian McCaffrey. You know, he played well with Robbie Anderson when Robbie Anderson was on the Jets. Um, I think there's a stat here, 2018-2019. Darnold to Robbie Anderson accounted for 88 completions, 88.5% completion percentage, 1,350-ish yards, 11 touchdowns and uh, 21 completions of 20 plus yards so that's you know that's good to see they're reunited here in carolina but at the same time let's just not forget that sam darnold has consistently been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league i don't care how bad the situation is on the jets you want your franchise quarterback to elevate the players around you and i get it's tough when you're playing with bums but he didn't do that and i i I wouldn't have traded a second round pick. If you could have got him for, you know, the rest of those picks, maybe even a third, then it could be worth the risk. But you're talking about a guy like Casey mentioned, two years left on the rookie deal, and then you need to figure out what to do with him. So in my opinion, this puts the Panthers in a position where they might be stuck in mediocrity for a few years here. They're not going to necessarily be that playoff juggernaut. I don't care who they draft at eight. They meant they're not going to make that Super Bowl run with Sam Darnold. And then at those end of two years, if he plays mediocre, we've seen mediocre quarterbacks get paid a ton of money. Do you really want to sink that money in Sam Darnold at that point? I don't know. So it could be a situation where the Panthers in two years are looking for another quarterback. And uh, not, I'm, not a, I'm not necessarily a fan of this trade on the Panthers' side. Well, my thoughts about why it isn't that much, the, the compensation isn't as great as I think people think it is, is that there were, I think, going for Deshaun Watson. That was their goal. When they started this offseason, they were ready to go all in on Deshaun Watson. Their new owner, David Tepper, wants to be an aggressive owner. He wants to be like a Mark Cuban-type owner but for the NFL. He wants to be not Jerry Jones, not that crazy, but he wants to be that kind of guy where he's the one, like, reeling and dealing. But then what's going on with Deshaun Watson, obviously changes plans, and they did not want to have Teddy Bridgewater, who you know who he is. You know he's not going to – he's going to be an average to below average starting quarterback. Sam Darnold might be that as well, but he's younger, and he has two years to figure out if he's legit. And you still have all your first-round picks. So if next offseason, you, let's say, you know, Russell Wilson wants to get traded, you still have the ability to give up three first-round picks. So they can still make a big move. Also, they still have Sam Darnold. And picking at eight, if they wanted to move up, they would have to give up two first-round picks. And the team that's fourth is the Falcons. The Falcons wouldn't trade with the Fal- the Panthers and give them their franchise quarterback of the future. So they weren't going to find one in the draft this year that they liked. Maybe they can get the fifth best option. But would you rather have the fifth best option that you might not like or Sam Darnold? That Their answer is obviously they'd rather have Sam Darnold. I'd rather... Yeah, and my answer is the fifth best option. Yeah. I'd run so, it back with Teddy Bridgewater. and Teddy Bridgewater's uh, not a bad quarterback. Uh, I mean, by any means. He played okay. Played better I, I than think, Sam Darnold. I think you'll get way better than Sam Darnold. I think you'll get at worst similar production from Sam Darnold and Bridgewater in that offense. And for what a second round pick, 
You know what I mean? You're, 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 yeah. You also have Teddy on contract. You're going to have to pay that money regardless. I mean, you can cut him or trade him or whatever. Yeah. But they don't. I don't. I don't for the this upgrade, year. Yeah. For this year. Um, the upgrade, I don't see them. I don't think this like puts them over the top. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. They're, they're it still... puts them in mediocrity. That's what it really does. If Sam Darnold even plays decently it puts but, them in the middle you're not drafting eighth again you're not going to be in a position to draft a quarterback i would have rather taken trey lance if he slips to like eight but it, if if is the key word i don't know you, i think you, you could i mean they theoretically they still could snatch him up at, at eight and figure out what to do with yeah. with darnold later you know what and i mean flip, yeah like, and flip him yeah that's true that is true so yeah but, you, gotta, you gotta be risky you know there is a risky move but hey you know it puts them in a position to potentially get to the next level. Will they? Maybe not. But it gives them, you know, at least a punter's chance. Sure, sure. I agree. I, I just think they're, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold. They need they need some offensive line help. They need a, a couple sure. more defenders. and. But now, now at eight, they can address the offensive line? They possibly. Could. <clears throat> they could. It's not like they couldn't have done that with Teddy Bridgewater, though. Or fair, fair. something else. You know I mean? You can... Sign Andy Dalton and uh, be be just as good as you were last year too. So that's true. It, I guess that's you know, fair. TBD. I, I think the ceiling is definitely higher with Sam Darnold. You know, if he pans out and he's in a functioning offense and he has weapons now, and like the ceiling is very clearly much higher than it was with Teddy Bridgewater. But yeah. um, thus but far, but the floor is also lower. We've seen the floor be the lowest. Like I said, 33 yes. out of 33 in quarterback rating last season. Not yes, good. it was Adam Gase. Yes, it was the Jets. It was basically like a D-League team. Whatever. <laughs> Still, you ranked last out of all quarterbacks. If you had any sort of talent, I mean, you would think you would maybe be in like maybe bottom 10 and you can blame it on the Jets. But Sam Darnold did absolutely nothing to inspire me to go trade a second-round pick if I'm if I'm the Panthers. I, I get the ceiling could be higher, but then you're still grasping at straws from his college play at, at USC at this point. It's been three years. I don't know. Have you guys seen anything that, I mean, maybe we should maybe we should all like take a look at Sam Darnold's performances here, but they've been not good. He made one incredible throw <laughs> against the Niners. A Patrick Mahomes uh-huh. s throw. And he also had that nice run, but he, I, at USC, you mentioned it, he had one of the best throws I have ever seen in an NFL game. In, or in any game, in the Rose Bowl against Penn State, that throw made him a lot of money. Since then, he hasn't replicated that. They hasn't made anything close to that throw in an important game. But hey, you know, it could happen. I, I'm a Sam Darnold guy, so I have to defend him to the ends of the earth. But this is but this is the last chance. If he, if he screws up here, I'm out. It is. Yeah. It is. I, as a general rule, I think let's you know, if I was a GM, I would just never draft a USC quarterback at this point. I don't think <laughs> it's just it's just going to be off the board in general. I don't know. I'm one, not sold on this trade for the Panthers. Really. One quick point I want to make about how bad the Jets drafting has been from 2013 to 2018. They made seven draft picks. Six of those guys were traded, and one was cut. And three of those picks were in the top ten. No, four of those picks were in the top ten. So. They've been historically bad at drafting. That is tough to do. That's tough to do. I mean, they got Jamal Adams. They flipped him, but they were not able to keep any of their guys that you're supposed to be, quote-unquote, building around. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, I mean, new GM, new coach, completely new regime. You know, they're, they're sort of rebuilding, yeah. and I think they're in a position to take a quarterback. I think, you know, having Robert Sala come in and then also just grow with his own 
rookie is going to be huge for this team. Um, and also just not having Adam Gase is a huge win, right? I mean, <laughs> so I, I think this team is going to be trending upwards just with the way things are going. They're acquiring assets for players that really have very little value at this point, and Sam Darnold specifically. So I think Joe Douglas is doing a phenomenal job, and it'll be interesting to see how Robert Sala takes this team from arguably the worst we've seen in a long time to potentially, like Casey mentioned, a Miami Dolphins situation. Because we forget Miami Dolphins were right at the bottom with, with the Jets for, for a little while. So I think the the future is, I say this hesitantly, but the future is bright in New York, potentially. <laughs> Got to give them so, a few years. Got to be patient with them. Might years. Take, give them three years. Yeah, three years. That's fair. And yeah. I think, you know, that's enough time to at least bring yourselves up to from the absolute worst to not the absolute worst. So True. we'll see what happens. The Jets uh, and the Panthers will be interesting storylines to follow throughout the season. Really interested to see how Sam Darnold does. Clearly, I'm in the anti-Sam Darnold fan club <laughs> and uh, Durgan is in the fanboy club or whatever but big time it'll be it'll be fun to watch i think this will be an interesting test because it's the first situation he'll have been in where there's talent around him um and joe brady could could get the most out of him but we shall see you guys have any final thoughts on uh on sam donald and this trade in general before we dive into our prospect rankings at the quarterback position no, I think, I mean, just look, staying with the Dolphins theme, we, we saw Ryan Tannehill leave and find somewhere with a, a system that fit him and tailored to his skills, and he, you know, had a resurgence. So it's always possible just a change of scenery, a, a system that's functioning can can really do wonders for for some coaches. And, and uh, you know, I don't know what the word is, not synonymously, but, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill left a gay system, went to Tennessee, had some success, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Darnold leaving a gay system going to Carolina maybe he'll have some success as well yeah or even Teddy I mean Teddy Bridgewater if he finds a new team too let's not forget he's only 28 so he's still you know he's still got some gas left in that tank and we may have yet to see the best football from uh from Teddy Bridge he was on the Jets too at some point wasn't he Mm, Uh, I believe so he was he was the Vikings to the Jets for like a year and then the Saints got him last year and then he had those six games, and then Carolina signed him. Yeah, it's sort of been a journeyman. Yeah, he on the Jets. Oh, yes. But anyways, I, I you know, I'm, I'm more of a Teddy Bridgewater fan than I am a Sam Darnold fan. I think, you know, the floor is a lot higher. The ceiling is probably maybe reached, but still yet to be reached. TBD on that one. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him because if I'm him, I'm not restructuring. I'm not taking less money. I'm like, trade me to another team that, that I can be the starter at. So. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe we'll look into that and talk about that on a future episode. Best landing spots for Teddy Bridgewater um, as the news comes out. But let's keep it with quarterbacks. Let's transition here to the draft a little bit. With the draft uh, rapidly approaching, I think we've got like f- three or four weeks left until we hit the draft, which is it always comes up quickly. Like in the off yep. season, we're we're like, man, the draft is so far away, and then like feels like a week later, we're oh, the draft is like next week. So. It's coming fast. We got a lot of coverage on the Weekly Spiral. You check out our website. There's a ton of stuff up there, a ton of breakdowns, team needs, um, everything to satiate your draft cravings. But let's talk about the quarterback rankings. There's some interesting ones in this draft, and there's some polarizing ones as well. Um, I feel like we're probably all going to have a consensus number one, and then things get a little bit little bit uh, variant as we move from there. So let's talk about how do you guys want to structure this? You want to go by ranking position, or you want to go by player or how do you want to do this? Because I'm pretty sure we all have the same top five. Yeah, we should just go in different orders. Yeah, we should, we should just go like, who's our one, who's our two, and so on and so forth. And okay, we, fair. we have a lot of similarities. So, 
Let's start sure. with you, Casey. Give us your your number one, and uh, tell us why. Yeah, no, no surprise. The Golden Locks, Mister uh, Mister Clemson, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, first overall quarterback. I, I mean, he's sort of been. I, I think overhyped at this point and it's I think it's gonna be hard to, to live up to the expectations for him he's very accurate consistent has all the qualities you look for in a quarterback but the way he's been talked about since like high school he's got to be like out of this world insane to sort of match the the buzz around him um, I think he'll be very good um, I, I think he's probably the most pro ready and uh he's you know made every throw that he needs to make he has he has all all the stuff that you you like to see from from a quarterback leadership all that stuff um so he seems like the the clear number one i haven't heard you know some people are trying to make it seem like wilson is climbing the boards and is gonna jump over him but i don't think there's any chance that that happens lawrence has been too consistent for too long he's a known commodity and he's performed at a high level for a number of years against elite competition the whole way through so um He's he's my clear number one, and then uh, we'll we'll get into the other guys after that. What about you guys, Derek? What, what do you got? Yeah, uh, Lawrence is the first by a mile, my opinion. He's the best prospect I've ever seen. Uh, Luck was up there, but I think he has more big game experience than Andrew Luck did. Also, he's more athletic. Uh, he's quick. He's a good runner. Uh, don't get that wrong. He's outside of maybe uh, feels us faster. Uh, Lance is probably a little bit faster, but outside of that, he's probably the most mobile quarterback in this draft. Uh, great size, great arm, a uh, little inaccurate sometimes. Uh, I noticed that when he's trying to throw the ball a little too hard and try to fit into a tight window, it can. I mean, you see that in MLB pitching. You guys who try to throw a little bit too hard, it can go a little sideways on him. So with more maturity and more strength in his body, I think he'll be able to reel it in a little bit. Uh, my pro comp for him is uh, a more mobile Andrew Luck. I think he's going to step in right away. He'll throw his, his good interceptions. I mean, he'll he's not going to be a guy that's going to be like a, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers who throws like four or five picks a year. He's going to be a guy that throws 10 picks a year, but also throw, also throw 40 touchdowns. Uh, I think right now, if you put him on NFL field, he's a top 12 quarterback. So I'm very excited for him. I don't know how he's going to do in Jacksonville since they've never really had a uh, legit quarterback in my opinion uh but hey urban meyer is a smart guy i think he'll put him in a good position to succeed yeah i think he might be the most accurate passer in the draft and the reason i say that is because he is the most accurate deep passer i think out of these top five guys um he has all the tools to be elite i agree with durgan he can come in and play immediately is he going to be a pro bowler immediately probably not he's got a few things to learn but he does things that you would want out of your franchise quarterback, and he is surprisingly athletic and, and more mobile than people realize, too. So I like Lawrence at number one as well. Let's talk about our second overall here in the quarterback position. This is where things get a little more interesting. So we'll start with you again, Casey. What do you got at number two? Yeah, I have Justin Fields. And honestly, I think he might have a little bit more upside if he fulfills his athletic potential. I think he may have a little bit more upside than, than Trevor Lawrence does. I mean, the physical tools are super impressive. He can make every single throw. And you talk about deep accuracy. He, he was on the money almost every time he took shots deep. Uh, it helps to have, you know, ballers out, outside and Olave and some other guys that uh, can go get open and win jump balls. But, um, he does some really impressive stuff and 
<clears throat> I think the main criticism with him was slower reads or not being able to go through his reads, the lack of anticipation. And, and some of that is true, but for the most part, he's looking in the right spots. He's just taking a beat long to process those things. And to me, I'd rather have that, a guy that's looking in the right spots and going through his reads and is just maybe a little bit late uh, than a guy that is bypassing reads, going too fast or locking on to receivers and, and stuff like that. Because to me, that shows like an understanding of the playbook, where his eyes need to be. And it's just being more comfortable with the receivers and the system and uh, uh, and throwing with anticipation and that kind of stuff can, can sort of come if you're the things leading up to that spot are all correct. So the footwork and the mechanics and your your eyes and understanding defenses are flowing and stuff like that. If you have those base bases, then uh, the other stuff can come and you can start playing faster once things sort of settle down for you and, and you start under, understanding things at a little bit deeper level and, and having the trust with your receivers. So um, that kind of stuff doesn't really concern me with him. I know that's sort of the big knock for him, but um he's almost seemed like the far forgotten guy in this quarterback shuffle wilson has got a lot a lot of hype maybe because i don't know fields is a little bit boring he's like the most known guy and he didn't have the the biggest 2020 he was supposed to maybe push trevor lawrence in 2020 as as far as being the number one overall pick and then just sort of you know didn't play as at an elite level as as people thought but uh I, i'm pretty high on him and i think he has a lot of potential and, and he's pretty clearly above uh my other quarterbacks as far as uh three through three through five i agree with you it's feels number two uh, because like you said his ceiling is very high uh he's almost i mean as you know he is level i think uh with lawrence in terms of physical gifts uh but he's faster at a 4 4 40 last week after he stumbled mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like you said the progression is a little slow uh, i mean you're slow in college you can't expect your first year to all of a sudden pick it up and be on yeah. target. So that's why I think he needs one year uh, to sit and uh, learn, and then he'll be ready to go. I mentioned it last week. He reminds me a lot of, in the sense of the pre-draft process, like Justin Herbert. Like You knew Herbert was very talented, and you knew that he had the tools to get there, but this we're about the mental game. And obviously, like his first game, you can tell Herbert was a stud. and you know, We were definitely wrong uh, in the pre-draft process. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fields, another interesting point about him, Gil Brandt, who was a Hall of Fame general manager, uh, had a tweet about a week ago saying, some teams have him as the second best quarterback in the draft, and some teams have a fourth-round grade on him. I don't mm-hmm. know who in the hell we can put a fourth-round grade on this guy. Based on this talent alone, he's a top-time player. But it, it just shows that teams are not sold on him. And there were some reports that he didn't love football and then – his coach came out and said that's absolutely wrong. He's the first get, first guy in, last guy out. Um, also, it's tough in 2020, as we all know, COVID season. And the Big 12 only uh, – Big 10, excuse me, only played six games. And Ohio State had to miss one of those games because of COVID reasons. So mm-hmm. he was dealing with a lot of new receivers outside of Olave and a kind of stop-and-go, stop-and-go, stop-and-go season. He played very well in that national championship semifinal game against Clemson where he outplayed uh, Trevor Lawrence with a broken rib. Uh, he did not play well in the championship game, but you know that Alabama team was so stacked it didn't make a difference. So I, I think he's a top-five player uh, in terms of talent in this draft. I hope my Niners get him. I don't think so, but I hope so. I think you have a good shot at three. Uh, um, I, I hope so. So... Yeah. We'll Back see. Jokes. I mean, Fields is, is my second as well, so this may be a little bit less variant than I thought as far <laughs> as our rankings go. But, um, you know, 
he's by far the most dynamic prospect out of these top five quarterbacks. He has elite speed, and he showed that at his pro day. Ran like a four four forty time, um, and I don't think any of these other quarterbacks came really close. So he's a guy in the right system. He can be an elite prospect and an elite quarterback. He has the speed of like a Lamar Jackson, and he throws the ball tremendously. I think he has a, he has natural throwing ability. Um, he throws the deep ball probably second best out of all these guys. Maybe not the second best arm strength, but I I really like Fields. I'm high on him. I think in the right system, a la 49ers, maybe with Shanahan, he can do some really really magical things. And he had a phenomenal pro day. I think his pro you know these questions that you brought up there again. I think his pro day kind of cemented him as a top five pick. So um, I like Fields a lot. Number two for me. Let's go to number three. Maybe we see some changes between our lists. Maybe not. I don't. Probably not. Casey, what do you what do you got at number three? Yeah, I got the the Mormon himself, Zach Wilson. Um, to me, he has a lot of the same strengths and weaknesses as Fields, but has a little bit less accuracy and a little bit worse decision making. Um, he sort of lived off of jump balls a lot last year and and made some throws that you can sort of look at him and say like, hey, you know he fucking threw a dime there or you can say well his receiver kind of bailed his ass out because a lot of them were jump balls a lot of them were sort of 50 50 balls that i think in the nfl are going to end up being interceptions or incomplete and that concerns me a little bit because he was locking onto reads and deciding he was going to throw stuff before the snap and regardless of whether it was open or not he was he was going to throw it um and with fields i saw a little bit more flexibility and willingness to come off of those reads and and check it down to someone else and, and find another opening. Um, so the, the potential for turno- turnovers with Zach Wilson worries me a little bit, and that's why I have him below uh, Justin Fields. But uh, you saw on his pro day too, like he can he can make every throw, especially in shorts and, and a shirt, and that's, that's great. Um, but he's sort of a one-year wonder, and, and the lack of consistency and, and some of the, the ball placement issues uh, have, have me putting him at three instead of two. Uh, Zach Wilson. I, I flip my thoughts on him every day. Uh, <laughs> he is the most exciting player uh, on this list, in my opinion. He, he he does a lot of things that Mahomes can do, where you have no idea where he's running or he's scrambling, but he's going to turn around and just whip the ball across his body or down the field and make a huge play. So stuff like that, stuff you can't teach, he is uh, A+. Plus. But I do worry that he's a one-year wonder, uh, he had a pretty serious shoulder injury his uh, sophomore year as well. Uh, in his one year of success this past year, he didn't play the best teams. I mean, the, the best team they played was Coastal Carolina, who's still a you know, mid-major, kind of a smaller team, and they lost. And he had its worst game of the year. So he beat up a lot of bad teams. Uh, I also question his mental toughness as well. Uh, whenever, not this year, but years before, whenever he got knocked around early, he struggled the entire game, but he he does so many he has so many intangibles. He has, Baker Mayfield is I think the great comp, uh, comp for him, a little more athletic, but there's there's so much stuff that you like can't teach and you can't explain at the quarterback position. Uh, he's going to be a Jet that that's almost set in stone. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do it because I think his first series going to struggle uh, with lack of weapons around him, but if he can stick with that system. They can build a team around him, get him some running backs, not have Tevin Coleman be the running back who's their schedule starter right now. Maybe draft a guy in the first round. Please get him some help because uh, he 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 will, he will struggle as a rookie. Give some give him some time though. Let him get a little bit stronger. He's a little skinny, 
and uh, see what happens. Yeah, I, I have Wilson third as well, but in my opinion, I think he might be the most overhyped. I know you said Trevor Lawrence. Um, phenomenal accuracy, short to intermediate ranges. Durgan, you said Patrick Mahomes. I'm saying Carson Wentz. I think he holds on to the <laughs> ball a little bit too long. Um, he does do some some cool things with it sometimes, but I'm not sure that that translates to the NFL. He's probably about 20 pounds uh, under what he needs to be for durability purposes. Um, every other quarterback here we're talking about, other than Mac Jones, is about 220, 230. He's he's 203 on a with a wet T-shirt on. So um, <laughs> I, I'm not super high on Zach Wilson. I think he has the potential to be great, but like you said, small sample size. Um, and we'll talk about another quarterback here with a small sample size. I'm sure. Um, as far as production goes, but that's always risky when you're drafting and, and, uh, especially at number two. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but not the highest on Zach Wilson, as far as quarterback prospects go. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about our fourth position though. Maybe this is where we see a change. Maybe not. Let's see. Casey, what do you got? Yeah. Four for 49ers. Mac Jones. Oh, Oh, no. Uh, that's who I've got at number four. He's probably the safest and most consistent out of these quarterbacks. The physical tools don't really wow you, but he can make all the throws he, he really kind of needs to. Uh, has fantastic touch, layers the ball very well. Um, but he's a different mold than, than most of these other guys. Less mobile, um, is not going to run around and make crazy plays, but he, he's, he does enough. He has good pocket presence. And uh, the, the only real concern I have as far as his physical tools is his arm strength and and not necessarily his deep ball but fitting balls into tight windows and and getting the ball in before defenders close in zones and and impact that throw Uh, so the velocity of his throws on tight windows is what worries me the most with him Um, but as far as you know from the the shoulders up uh great quarterback makes the right decisions uh places the ball very well allows for yards out to the catch um very cerebral guy um and and really understands what he's looking at and and how to attack defenses and you know like i said earlier it's easy to do when you got some dudes at alabama running wide open but you still got to put it right on them and allow them to keep running and and uh, attack defenses and and know where your your eyes and your feet should be and he does that really well yeah so this is our first uh difference here i have four being trey lance but let's talk about mac jones because he's my fifth guys Let, let's get uh Kirk Cousins Jr let's talk about him right now uh he's just average like, he's just such an average player and it doesn't excite me any any way the one good uh, quality he has is he's really good at finding wide open guys uh, he's got he's never gonna he's never gonna be the guy that you said okay you're gonna list to Super Bowl we don't need a team around you to be excellent it'd be opposite it has to be the team around him has to be great and he can just throw the ball to open guys and hand the ball off well. Uh, you can win with them, but you won't win because of them. And I am a genius. I thought of a great saying last week that I included in the mock draft. And I'm very proud of myself for this. So if you guys want to use it, feel free. ESPN, Fox Sports, whoever is listening to this, feel free to use it. Just give me some credit, okay? You, If you're going to pick a quarterback in the top 10, you don't draft Clark Kent you draft Superman. Tell me that's not one of the greatest quotes you have heard in your entire life. And Mac Jones is Clark Kent. So if you want him, sure. But expect that Andy Dalton. Expect a guy who's going to be just a decent player. And of these five guys who will probably go in the top 10, maybe top 15, 
three of them will be busts and two of them will be good. That's just the numbers of how it works. I mean, not all five guys are going to hit. And I just don't see any way this guy is going to be a hit. My two but he might not also be a bust. But I mean, okay, a bust in the sense of like, like last, like last year, like her, now we look back, like Herbert, Tua, and Burrow won't all be studs, and we already see that Herbert's a stud. So sure, it's tough. I mean, that, that draft class from 2018 that had Darnold, Baker, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar, even and uh, Josh Rosen, like how many of those guys are actual studs? Two. Yeah, the the draft is a crapshoot yeah. for for exactly, sure. exactly. For sure. So, real quick though, Clark Kent is Superman though, right? Yeah, but he's the, he's like the boring version. He's the human version. He's like a, a normal guy. He had no superpowers. He's basic. Okay. All right. Well, I, I have Jones at, at uh, my fifth spot as well. I think he's a higher floor, lower ceiling type of prospect. He's He's been rising a lot. You know, it's not too long ago he was being discussed as a second, third round prospect, and now all of a sudden he's in like this top 10 conversation, which makes no sense to me. Top three. Um, he's, he, he, was a good, he was a good college quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think it, it may be some, there may be some posturing going on. I'm not entirely sure. I, I did some research on this, and I found a quote from a scout, which I thought was kind of interesting. Either this scout is just really hates Mac Jones, or uh, or maybe we just are overhyping him as a community, uh, as NFL fans and armchair GMs. But this scout said, I think he could have a similar career in the NFL to Matt Barkley. So a little harsh. <laughs> you know, I think he's better than Matt Barkley, but would not be, be surprised to see like a Barkley-esque slip because he was... He was highly touted when he was being um, when he came out in the draft, and he went in the, the I think he was the first pick in the fourth round to the Eagles, actually. So I wouldn't be super surprised to see a Mac Jones slip, maybe not as far, but maybe we see him go early third, late second. Um, I I wouldn't be super surprised. You're you're giving me the weird eyes, Durgan, but I wouldn't be super surprised to see it happen. He's gonna go three. He's going to the Niners. He's not going to the Niners. You're just <laughs> saying that no, as reverse psychology. I'm- Open tab right now. Matt Miller, who now works for ESPN, wrote there's a 95% chance you're from a former Niners employee. 95% chance that the Niners pick Mac Jones at three. Well, RIP to the Niners then. I know. I, I know. Uh, you're telling me, man. You're telling me. I'll be, I'll be pretty I, sad. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that's just uh, smoke and mirrors, but we'll see. Uh, Casey, let's talk about, I'm assuming Trey Lance is your fifth Let's talk about Trey Lance. No, I'm going to go with Kellen Mond, actually. No. Ah, okay. Uh, you could, be, it's, you could go with Trey. Kyle Trask. It's Trey. It's Trey Lance. I could go with Kyle Trask. I don't hate Kyle Trask. But, uh, yeah, number five is Trey Lance for me. And there's just, you know, there's not enough there for me to feel super confident about him. He hasn't played. He played one game last year in, in the COVID season. Uh, and he's played really no quality opponents. He has some accuracy issues. Um, he he kind of skips over reads and goes through stuff too fast. His his eyes and his his uh, mechanics are a little too fast for for what he's set up to throw. Um, so especially at the next level, if he's forced to start right away, I don't expect him to play very well at all. Um, and while he has the physical tools, he has a big arm, all that. For every Josh Allen, there's dozens of raw and talented quarterbacks that wash out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's ever going to be a bust out of, out of these five guys, I think it's Trey Lance is going to be the one that struggles the most. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, Trey Lance, I think, has the highest ceiling of anybody in this class, even even higher than Trey Lawrence, because based on what he can do. 
Uh, but his, also his floor is out of the league in three years. Uh, so his, there's a very wide range. I mean, that's kind of how I thought about Josh Allen as well. And it comes down to coaching and fit. I and, mean, of course, that's every player. It depends on coaching and fit. But him more so than anybody. Uh, NBA players, when they get drafted sometimes, uh, people will say, oh, they're two years away. And Trey Lance is two years away. Uh, if you play him as a rookie, you better run the ball 90% of the time. Because he can run, but right now he's just a strong arm guy. And he really needs to figure out how to, like you said, hit the open guy uh, on target and stride, which he just didn't do consistently. That being said, he had 28 touchdowns and none receptions in his one full year. Granted, at the one AA level. Uh, he did win a national champion, so he does have some big game experience. Uh, I wouldn't mind him in San Francisco. I think Shanahan would figure out the best uh, for him. But let's say he went to a team like the Broncos, who don't have much stability uh, at any coaching with office coordinator or head coach. Mm-hmm. I think that would be like the death sentence for him. So him, all about fit, all about scheme. He is one of the guys, though, who actually has experience under center. So maybe his footwork, uh, teams will be enticed by that. I thought he would have been a great fit in uh, Carolina. Maybe he'll still be a great fit there. Uh, have him sit for a year behind Darnold or Teddy learn uh hopefully joe brady can stick around the offense can stick around i think you do well there but he's just you don't know where you're gonna get from him other guys i can kind of see what's gonna happen him yeah i have no idea yep he's he's my fourth just for that raw talent like you mentioned Ergen. he we mentioned it you you both said his name but it reminds me a lot of josh allen a lot of accuracy questions but one of the biggest arms as far as nfl prospects go so Teams tend to fall in love with that type of raw uh, potential. So it'll be interesting to see where he's drafted. You know, I think the two primary concerns are both level of competition as well as sample size, right? We take a look here at one-year wonders. You mentioned it, Casey. I'll give you some names of players who were drafted high because they had one really good year. Mm -hmm. Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles, Dwayne Haskins, Deshaun Kaiser, Paxton Lynch. What do all these guys Mm -hmm. have in common? They all suck. They all suck. So it is 100% a risk. But if you hit, this guy could be a franchise quarterback. It's small percentage, I think. I don't know how, you know, his ceiling, like you mentioned, Durgan, probably one of the highest out of these top five guys. But you said it. His floor is low, you know, (laughs) college quarterback and, and not an NFL player. So. There's this is the most polarizing uh, quarterback I think out of the out of the five, and it will be interesting to see how he does. But if anything, you know, watching Josh Allen become a potential uh, MVP candidate, if anything that has taught me is not to write off pure raw talent immediately for other deficits. So I like what Lance brings to the table. Uh, there's definitely some risks, but I would take him over Mac Jones. I think personally. Well, you're wrong. Oh, you? I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Touche. You got me there. Yeah. That's that what a good, what a good rebuttal. rebuttal. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, but that's our list. Those are the top five quarterbacks in the draft. There's some other interesting prospects to be had in later rounds. I think Kyle Trask kind of leads the uh, the echelon right below this these top five. But um, if you want to learn more about quarterbacks, about the draft, check us out at weeklyspraw.com. Um, and before we head out, I want to give my colleagues here a chance to plug some content that you will find on our site as well as YouTube. Uh, you guys want to let the listeners know what to keep an eye out for? 
Yeah, this week on YouTube and an article on the website on Rondale Moore. Um, exciting guy. Not a ton of experience because he's been beat up, but he had one of the best uh, freshman years um, that uh, we've we've ever seen at the receiver position and uh, very dynamic when he's on the field and healthy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, but he, he could be a game changer if he's on the field and healthy in the NFL. Nice. What about you, Durgan? Uh, mock traffic came out on Monday, which is already kind of ruined because I have the Panthers picking a quarterback, and I don't think they'll do that anymore. <laughs> but whatever, so let's check it out. Uh, and then also the top 50 big board, which is split into two pieces, is coming out this week. Uh, Rondale Moore, I think they'd be a great fit for the Packers, but they won't mm-hmm. because they don't draft, don't, they don't draft for any, uh, receivers early. But if so, that's your guy. Maybe this is the year. Who knows? Maybe. We'll find out. Also, I saw the Panthers GM said that that uh, quarterback's not out of the question at oh, eight. Oh, there we go. So hey, then, we'll see. then yes, mock draft yeah. time. I'm right. <laughs> They're aspiring to be a quarterback factory, a la yes. Philadelphia Eagles. So um, that'll be interesting. But this has been a weekly squad production, bringing you fresh football every week. Thank you for sticking with us for episode 85. We hope whatever else you get up to the rest of the day it is awesome, and we'll catch you next week for episode 86. Yeah.